This is the show, Procrastination Pals. We talk about who's what, when's, why's, and how's. Two best friends with solid gold hearts. We record our thoughts, observations, and farts. I'll get around to the backing track later. Procrastination Pals. Welcome to Procrastination Pals for what you're doing when you should be doing something else. I am the George Carlin and Richard Pryor's baby of procrastination. Dan Morganti. I'm just Josh. Nice. I thought you were going to go with like, you're the punchline. Oh, uh, that's a good one. That's a good one too. I could say that. Okay, take two. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this week we're talking about jokes, procrastinating with jokes. Just basically, as we procrastinate, just chatting shit. Just funnies. Just funny things. Just funnies. Just funnies. Um, before we do, how was your week in procrastination, Josh? Yeah, quite good. Dan? Um, I haven't done... Much again, we're still back in the old lockdown, a heap of fun as always. Um, but the sun is shining and it's been it's made for a much better week. Mm. So, I've actually uh gone back into it's footy finals fever, baby. Yeah, finals are on, footy's on, watching a bit of footy, watching a bit of footy, and just going for a kick, just taking the footy. Oh, I'd love to go for a kick, Take, yeah. It's been a while, and I've got this really good Schmicko Sharon. That uh, I spent way too much money on yeah. in an impulse buy a while back. Don't kick it on the road. <laughs> not 100%. <laughs> yeah. Do not. I remember kids used to get sharing footies. And like, no, we're going to go to the park. We're not kicking this on the road. I remember having one, uh, me and my brother, that we had that was signed by the Premiership Bombers team of 2000. All signatures. And we were just sitting at uh, home and we were like, oh, we want to kick the footy. Ah, fuck it. Pump it up. Took it out for a <laughs> kick. Shredded it. Yeah. Within like two weeks. Of course. But uh, there you go. Sorry, Hurdy. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a probably very expensive piece of memorabilia. W- would have been. Yeah. Yeah. If, it hadn't, if we hadn't popped it on yeah. the road somehow. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so we're doing that. Just going out and seeing how, I, I, how my body feels kicking the ball. Not great. Mm. I try, I went out and a little eager went and um, had, a, had a bit of a kick and thought, oh, still kick from 50. Can't you? No warm up, no jogging. <laughs> just get the ball. That's a tear. Arrive. Not even like walk to the to the park. Drive my car there. Get out, <laughs> and it's I've probably taken fifteen to twenty steps from the couch to the fifty meter arc, and just try to kick him. Still can, just so you know. But oh, okay. uh, yeah, the next right, day, so much pain. Yeah, I really was like, yeah. oh god. And I like three days. I was like, why the fuck is my hamstring so sore? I was like, oh, because you're an idiot and you're old. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I so I've been, I've been trying to like spend time doing that, hurting myself by reminiscing about when I could do sport. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I one of I've been working from home, and one of my managers got a football for his birthday. His parents got him a, a, a nice Sharon like that one you're talking about. Love it. Um, so just seeing him in meetings, just holding it. Just, Just handballing it to himself, to, yeah. flat chat. Yeah, <laughs> so just got to get that leather poisoning, mate. That's yeah. what he's after. I need to, yeah, get out there and kick the footy. Did you don't have it with you, do you? No, I don't. Uh, but I mean, we're both going home after this. So mm, might, might have a might have a bit of a kick. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. How's your burpees going? Um, yeah, so I so you know how I said I got up to eighty last time. So what I've done is I've replaced that with food instead, and I am getting fatter. <laughs> well, I figure once you hit the eighty mark, it's like, well, fuck it. I've clocked it. Gallon of ice cream a night from here on. Yeah, up. I'm a almost an Olympian. I'm practically an Olympian. It's such a like a, an American impulse and uh, 
like shit thing from just watching US TV and, and, and taking in so much US media that I call it a gallon of of uh, ice cream. Uh, yeah. I would never a do pint. that. Although we do serve pints now, like Ben and Jerry's. They're like, fuck conforming to uh, metric measurements. We're American. Uh, we've got the best ice cream ever. Also debatable. Or health code standards. Fuck all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, we're just going to transfer our product from America to Australia with no consideration Is for the local a gallon? market. A gallon's way more than a pint. A gallon's way more than a pint, but yeah. they sell it in pints. They, right. It's like okay. five, 487 Fuck. mils of... I mean, I say that, but you, you, a pint, six of, pint of beer is so much shit in that for you too. So, yeah. You know. But also like a pint of beer... It's it's kind of left over from when we were, uh, you know, from the British yeah. Empire kind of thing. It's not. It didn't come here. Like I ice, I, they weren't drinking pints of beer and having pints of ice cream on the side. True. They were drinking pints and then a hundred years later, oh, what's this magical uh, iced cream that uh, I've heard of? I don't know when the invention. Quick, of ice stick cream. it in my beer glass. Yeah. <laughs> I also think at least after a pint, you just get drunk, not sad. Mm. The sadness comes in about pint six. Yeah. Then, then the sadness comes in. No, it's it's uh, dr- the sadness drops off only to return swiftly the next morning. Oh, very swiftly. Yeah, very swiftly. With a vengeance. Or, also, uh, queasiness and sadness. Uh, yeah. In my case, anyway. Um, <laughs> um, jokes, eh? Uh, all right. Jokes. All right, all right. Why uh, did the koala fall out of the tree? Why? Because it was dead. <laughs> Why'd the second koala fall out of the tree? Because it was hit by the first. <laughs> I was going to say. Why'd the third koala fall out of the tree? It thought it was a game and joined in. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like peer pressure would have been better. <laughs> it was like just a punchline for that. Just oh, a little I, sharper. That, no, that is better. Yeah, sharpen that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you good go. for, Thanks for that's punching a, up my street joke. No worries. Yeah. <laughs> street joke. Is that what yeah. they're called? Street jokes? Oh, that's just, just what I've heard comedians call them like street jokes, like the. Obvious. Just setup, anyone can line. have them. Quick couple yeah, of lines. Yeah, punch yeah, them like out. that. And you, yeah, that you remember and say to your friends. It's obvious that you didn't come up with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Street jokes. I think so. Yeah. Interesting. So is that is that going to be the plan for this? You're just going to drop a couple of one-liners on me. Well, do you have any? Well, I do, but I feel like I'm more freeform style of comedy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like, I think if I, I think because my problem is if I try and say or tell a joke, it either has to be one of those like really long-winded. Ones with storytelling, and I can just commit to it and just be like, just like get into like the yeah. actor phase of it and be like, right, just fucking perform the thing. But if I just go into one that I, I struggle with being like, this is a joke. You, yeah. you know, this is a joke. The pressure to laugh. So it either has to be so stupid that it's so not funny that that becomes the punchline, that it's funny. If, if nobody laughs, I find that entertaining for myself. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, I've just wasted your time. <laughs> which yeah. is which is great. With this, well, you didn't laugh, so not really a joke, just a very bad story. No, oh, no, definitely. Because what's the one? Um, there is one I have. I'm not into fancy things. I'm not even into fancy schmancy things, Dan. I'm not even into like fancy schmancy, I'm from francy things. I'm into wasting your time and mine. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> good so it's one. just dumb. Like, like <laughs> shit like that. It's like, yeah, okay, that's not even funny, but <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, just a le- the left-hand turn on the... Yeah, that's yeah. like I, I came up with that um, serial killer joke, the um, Hamburg's known for 
hamburgers. Frankfurt is known for Frankfurters. Do you know what Milwaukee's famous for? And you Everyone's start like, thinking Milwaukee Mil- burgers. Yeah, you, you start trying to like um, put it together as like oh, Milwaukee. Okay, so What's a Milwaukee? Mil- Mil- yeah. yeah, and like I give you just enough time to like process that that's not working to then say cannibalistic serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer, and like that's the joke. I, See, and I again, I feel like if you had just performed that joke and explained it afterwards, yeah. That would have been funny. <laughs> yeah, oh, certainly. But if you go back and listen, you can hear it better on uh, on another just episode. Walk us through. I think. Yeah, I think you have. I'm just. I'm more about explaining the mechanics on that one. Oh, which I'm sure, listener, you understand. Like you, that's. Oh dear, listener. If you thought about you it, you are it, you'd so be funny. Like, You've got great sense of humour, obviously. Well, you'd have to listening to us. Yeah, that's a joke in itself. What the fuck uh, are you doing? Yeah, like dry accountants aren't listening to this and getting their business advice from it. So. Hopefully you'd have a sense of humour. Otherwise, why are you listening? You wait. The phone lines are going to go off in a minute. You're not listening for like financial advice. <laughs> I fucking hope not. <laughs> not You'll end up like me. Shit. Yeah. Um, so going into it as like a stand-up, Dan. Mm. When you go into like writing, which very loose term. I am yeah, so sure. lazy, procrastinate a lot. So I write. I write a lot, but don't actually. You perform are the a jokes. stand-up in the way that I am an actor. Okay, I let's like that. say that. Yeah, okay. I feel like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's that's a fair way to say it. We like the idea. Yeah. When we get to do it, we do it. It's everything else that sort of just gets lost in the noise just yeah. a touch. Yeah. Um, so, but e- even still, like, like I think like approaching jokes or approaching writing jokes. And, and again, I do think that I, like I approach humor and just, I, <laughs> controversial, I think myself to be a funny person at times. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I think I have a pretty, like a, a good ear, like to listen to people and like interject at the right times. But mostly that's what I would think that my sense of, sense of humor is or where I'm funniest. If I'm yeah. listening with someone and then just go point out a funny thing about what they're saying in their story, it kind of like sidecars to their story. So it takes like a certain amount of empathy for them to be like, oh fuck, that is a funny thing within what I'm saying. So it makes them feel funny at the same time. Yeah. And it kind of doesn't guarantee a laugh, but it certainly makes it easier for, for you and to laugh together yeah. rather than being like, oh, I'm the funny one. It's more about and again, this is probably the most I've thought about it, but I think it, it is sort of what I do. But to point out something funny within what someone else is saying or doing or talking about. And it's like, oh, you're funny or you've lived through this funny experience. I've just brought in like fresh eyes to it. Yeah. And we can laugh at the same thing together. Yeah, right. See, I had never thought of it uh, about that before because I am... Um I don't connect with people well, so that's not like what I'm thinking about. I'm like, yep. how can I? Be funny? How can I be funny? <laughs> how I can know. I be funny? That's like my number one goal in life is just to be funny, <laughs> yeah. and um, I think I do it quite successfully most of the time, and very uh, and very poorly other times. Have well, I? And, and that's I think that's the problem. Yeah, like it is swing, hit or miss. Mate. Yeah, <laughs> but you at least, like the one thing that I can say for you. You swing for the rafters at least. You really give it a good hard whack. Have I ever told you that like the worst I ever bombed? So... Oh, here we go. Yeah. um, This is in uni. So, I was a mature age student. I was in a creative writing class filled with a lot of young feminists. Tick. And the thing about feminists is... I agree with you. Like, I'm on your side. Did you think I was going to say something horrible then? <laughs> I was, I honestly, like, puckered my butthole just <laughs> yeah, to touch there. Yeah. I was like, all right. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm like... We're not even monetized, but let's not get to monetize before we <laughs> yeah. get there. Like, I listen to everything they're saying. I'm like, yeah, I agree. Like, I am 100% on your side. But I'm also someone who doesn't take myself very seriously. And if you take yourself very seriously, I think you're a knob and I will make fun of that. Yeah. Um, And, like... I also find the horrible hilarious. If you can make a joke out of it, it you know, 
it, that's how we get through things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but this particular so day, <laughs> this particular day, I did not read the room, and also just a terrible thing to say, really. God, all right. Um, teacher comes in. It's a a discussion on historical literature, historical fiction, mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, the professor comes in and says, "If you could be anyone in any period of time, who would you be?" And I put my hand up uh, straight away. I can guess, but go on. And I go very loudly and confidently, no <laughs> doubt, towards the entire group of nineteen-year-old feminists. Harvey Weinstein, late two thousands. Oh my <laughs> god! I have never. <laughs> oh my god! I've never been physically hurt by silence before, but it was crushing. The, the all I holy the, shit. The only thing I heard was one guy up in the back corner go, oh! <laughs> like he he had a physical reaction to it, and, and not to the joke probably, yeah. but to the reaction yeah. to the joke. Just to, the crushing silence. To of the that stupid room. and like. Just everyone kind of like silent for way too long. Fucking not way too long. Probably <laughs> like like said the wrong thing. Mate. I I, sh- I shrunk so much. I just went ah, stared into my screen and like just got oh, down as low as I God. could. And just the, hoping to be sucked through the webcam into the matrix. And the professor was just like, "Well, I think that was an attempt at a kind of joke." Any, anyone oh, else? Oh <laughs> my god! And then at the end of the class, you're standing out at the door, handing out fly- flyers to your stand-up <laughs> that you're about to do. Uh, oh no, I, uh, well, yeah, fucking st- stupid thing to say, <laughs> yeah. you idiot. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, you've not told me that story. That's f- yeah. yeah that'll and do it, it just like it just came to my head, and I, I'm like, just this will, this will be funny. Like it's so horrible. It'll, See, it'll get a laugh. And what I thought you were going to say when, when I said, like, I think I know what you're going to say. Not that. Because <laughs> I think you overreached. I think the joke there would have been if you could be anyone in history and you wanted to make a similar kind of like blue joke in that kind of room and space, just to say a man. Oh, okay. <laughs> would have been much more just like, oh, dumb, true in every way. Like yeah. if you go back in any point in history. It's been a good time to be a man for all time. Maybe don't go for. Yeah. <laughs> Such a specific, Such a horrible, sus- specific recent example. Disgusting rapist kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of angle. That's probably, that's basically, that's I, probably where uh, you uh, fucked up. Can I be a rapist, please? That's what I was saying. God. Yeah. So, dumbest thing I've ever said, and it did not go over. It went over as well as you'd expect in a well, room full and, of young feminists. And again, feminists. on retelling, do you think it should have been, <laughs> like, except there's any better? No. Like, <laughs> I think, like, to be honest, I think talking about it is funnier than, like, the totally. actual joke. Like, 100%. What a dumb thing to say. And if I had have sat next to you, like, knowing you as friends, <laughs> whew, I would have slid so far away from you. Just, like, looked to, looked to your side, picked up your books, and, like, gotten up for everyone to say, I'm not sitting next to this no, guy anymore. No, just be like, boo this man. Yeah. Boo him. So, that was the worst uh, I've ever done. Ugh, second worst fuck. I thought was, you were going to say it was, like, stand-up. <laughs> not just second like- worst was doing stand-up, like, really early into it. And my first joke was... Uh, like this was at the raw comedy competition. Oh, this hurts already. I went when I went. Hi, I'm not very good at first impressions. You bunch of cunts. <laughs> and it did not go. Say that that one I like. It did not go over well because no. it was it was all comedians and their families, and the families were just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is this bloke all right? 
Yeah. Oh god. See that one I like. Yeah, I did like I think that one's I'm fine, not great though. at first impressions. You bunch of cunts. Yeah. And then just carry on. But it's also like, okay, again, this is why I think the makeup or the both musicality and math and like how to read a room to, to make a joke work. It's it's it is such a fine science. Particularly yeah. in stand up. It's like, you know, anyone can be funny in a room or in a conversation, just say something. You know, it, it works. Most people have a generally good sense of humor, and even if they don't, they're, they're going to hit the right button at the at some stage. Mm. Whereas, like stand up, it's it's so contrived, and even the idea of telling like a street joke is so contrived and controlled. It's like okay, even if at the point that I know that I I'm supposed to laugh at the end of something, means it's going to be so much more difficult to make me laugh. That's why if you're in like. Uh, whatever position where you are 100% not supposed to laugh and something funny happens, you like trying to hold that in and like fight the laugh. That That's when like things are at their funniest because it's like, oh, that came out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's like, you know, this wasn't supposed to be funny. I've just been blindsided. Like comedy, I think, or, or jokes in themselves should mainly contain an element of misdirection or surprise. It's like you want to be surprised. And that's the thing with the the koalas out of the tree joke. It's like, okay, why the first one? It's like, you know, you're yeah. trying to find like a sensical way to explain it. He's dead. <laughs> okay, like that makes sense. Why the second one do it? Hitting by, it's like, there's a sense of like reality based in that. And yeah. then again, within like the rule of threes for like cinema or, or, or and jokes also or things like that. And anthropomorphizing animals. Anthropomorphizing? Yeah. What are you saying? <laughs> you know, when you give an animal human qualities. Yeah. Uh, that's also always very funny. And again, you've kept two of them in, in such a, like the first two koala, koalas falling out of the tree are based in such reality. Why'd it fall out? Just dead. logic and reason. It's dead. It fell out of the tree. Why'd the second one fall out? Reasonable answer because it got hit by the second. And mm. then the third, again, that's where the surprise or mm. the mis, misgu, misguidance comes through. And then the anthrop- anthropomorphic yeah animals comes through. And then it's like, okay, that's what, like to bring the ridiculous into what is, has been a pretty generic and standard explanation for what's happening. Yeah. Yep. I agree with all that. <laughs> all right. That's what we're here to do. Dissect, yeah. baby. Uh, you want to hear the first joke I ever uh, wrote as a kid? Tentatively, yes. If there's any Harvey Weinstein reference in it, I'll pass. <laughs> no. It's it's a really not a very good joke. It's like what you would expect a kid to write. Okay. So you've got, okay, what, go. what, what do rich people do at the beach? Catch private waves. <laughs> That's it. That's the first joke ever. Right? Where I was like, I can do this. <laughs> I think I was like, I would have been eight or nine. I remember like. That's pretty good for an eight or nine year old. Though, I remember being at like at the beach and watching. It's not um, funny, but still. Yeah. I am watching like this small wave break. Like only one person could have caught it. I'm like that would have been for a rich person. They could have, they could have reserved that. And I was like, ah, just wrote a joke. <laughs> And, uh, and he was off. Yeah. And that's like... 22 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not my highlight, <laughs> no, uh, highlight of my career. No. <laughs> I mean, but it's good to catch that spark. Yeah. Um, what do you think about pranks? Like, a lot of prank videos out there, which oh. are not, often not really pranks. They're just, like, behaving poorly in public. Like, there's no... There's no uh, I'm, pretty confu- confu- I'm pretty conflicted about them. I don't mind kind of... Uh, ones where people don't get hurt. Well, obviously, harmless pranks, fine. 
but there has to be like it has to be like a, a prank to me that I find the funniest has to be like a really insignificant annoyance that is really funny. It's it's like the smallest thing of like the one where people put tape over a doorway and it's just at like like their eye and and like they walk through it and it just like sticks to their face and it freaks them out for a second like that's funny and funny to see yeah but people get so fucking carried away with it so quickly and i think it's a really basic form of comedy that i think it's like if you're just going to go out and and be a fucking nuisance and sort of overstep social rules and mm. think that that's funny. It's like, no, just like, like people that just like jump up on a counter at KFC and like I've seen them where they just start like, start like acting like, a, literally acting like a chicken and screaming in people's faces and then yeah. dab. That's not a joke. That's not funny in any way. It's like, how do you, like there's, there's no intelligence to it and I, I think the humor is so basic that you're just wasting fucking time. Yeah. And what? It's because it's like, oh, that's, embarrassing and dumb and the people around you are embarrassed for you no one's laughing yeah but it's, it's such a like a jockey kind of sense of humor as well it's yeah, like i just make an idiot of myself and that's funny yeah youtube prank videos are the worst for this kind of thing and it's definitely it's often like young kids so they're like 19 20 too bold and they're like and because of the current culture of like being a youtuber and all that they're you know, they're trying to think of something and they're not considering the other person. And I'm like, well, like you'll learn that that's like a horrible thing to do. Yeah. I don't blame it. But when like, when you see people who are older doing it, you're like that, you didn't, oh, you're just a horrible person. You, you just don't never get caught it. on. Yeah. You, you just don't it's care all, it's about It's honestly like sociopathic. It, mm. It's just like, right. Like the, the, I suppose the punchline is that again, social constructs don't apply to you and you just get to do whatever yeah. the fuck you want. And that's funny because- you're acting like a piece of shit. Yeah. That's there's, not funny. There's a Reddit page called I'm the main character and it's just like TikTok videos of people who are doing shit in public. Like with things going on, the like I saw one of a woman, people are getting onto a plane and she set up a, her phone or a camera at the end of the aisle and then like was walking, dancing towards the phone while people are still loading onto the plane. Like people are getting in, she's pushing people out the way to like do this dance and lip sync to this song while people are like, Get the fuck out of the yeah. way, dude. Also, that's that's got nothing to do with jokes. I'm just I hate no, no, this but, person but, but for doing this. It's a similar this. mentality. Yeah, it's like you're just completely ignoring everyone around you. Mm. To and I think this is the problem with at its core, you know, humor and jokes where they come from come from a place of empathy and come from like being like I want to make you laugh. Like let's laugh together. Let's let's share yeah. this moment of joy. And it's not at the exp- like sure the joke might be at the expense of someone else, but it's still like we we share this moment of humor together. Whereas now it's like pe- people like that aren't trying to make people around them laugh. Mm. They're not trying to entertain people around that's them. Like, um, They're trying to entertain like the, the grander idea of people online. That's like, uh, you know, Penn Gillette, Penn and Teller, the yeah. like a bit of a uh, public intellectual kind of guy. Yeah. But he was on Celebrity Apprentice in you the mean US. magic man with the ponytail, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, public intellectual. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um, the he was on the Celebrity Apprentice, so he met Donald Trump when he was wasn't present, like he was yeah, on the TV show with yeah. him, and he actually he said like I enjoyed Donald Trump as a person, like I thought he was entertaining, fascinating, uh, enough. yeah, in a yeah. way, yeah, and uh, like I Donald just don't Trump- want him as the president, that's fine, yeah. Well, I think he's changed his tune now. He fulfilled his purpose before he was president. That's, yeah, let's just yeah. say that. Um, and Donald 
Trump Jr. said, oh, you know what? I think you're the only person who's actually liked my dad um, who's come on this show. And um, he explained like he never saw Donald Trump enjoy music, like never like bopped his head or anything like evidently from his dancing ability, but said he also didn't get jokes. Like people would say jokes and he wouldn't laugh or get them, but he did seem laugh at other people's misfortune. Yeah. So he was like a mean person really because like he laughed at, misfortune like it certainly wouldn't laugh at himself or like yeah any misfortune he suffered but would gladly do well, it to someone it, else that's probably difficult because with like a pretty basic principle of a lot of comedy is punch up like, like if you're mm. gonna make a, a joke at the expense of someone else I'll, i would say that's a fairly modern uh sentiment though like in I the wouldn't. last Je- i've been mean, taken back to like medieval times jesters would make fun of the the hierarchy like kings and queens yeah, but- like they but that was a part of like I guess, all right, professionally punch up because like there's a uh, history. Like I, I still remember a bunch of racist jokes that I heard when I was sure. a yeah, kid. Like okay. the, the Aboriginal, like my first experience of Aboriginal people was just through these horrific, like, jokes. horrific racist jokes because right. like, I didn't know any Aboriginal people. Yeah. And like I was hearing these jokes like, I, like I asking about the punchline because it's like, of what it yeah, because yeah. like um, I don't get it. Like do they... Uh, Aboriginal people, like yeah, but it, so, so again, any so I, I would think that any, like any joke that comes from that, whether it be sorry, I'm pointing at you. Uh, <laughs> <where> any <laughs> hey, joke, <don't, laughs> yeah, listen here. <laughs> don't you tell these jokes? It's uh, all right. I haven't I haven't told them for like three weeks. But also, the, the the reason that like humor comes from jokes like that is exactly as you're pointing out through ignorance. Like mm. any kind of racist or sexist or joke that makes fun of people that shouldn't be made. You know, like reasonably and ethically shouldn't be made fun of are only funny to people who are ignorant. And as a child, if you hear a racist joke and people around you laugh, you get sucked into the, because yeah. you don't know what it is. But as soon as like, you, you like again, you're a well-balanced-ish adult. Yeah. Like, like you know that, okay, <laughs> there's certain shit we shouldn't make fun of, but also it's like, if I'm going to make fun of like a, a specific individual or specific group, it makes sense to punch up mm. because it's just like, it's just a, a bit of a, Again, social rule where it's like, okay. Whereas Donald Trump at that point as being like an adult that's had enough experience and still is ignorant of a lot of things, but because of his position of power, it means that there's no further up to punch. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, whereas he just sees the underlings falling over and being dumb because they're just little dumb dummies. Yeah. That's funny because it's like, yeah. Dumb dummies. <laughs> I knew there was a reason I was paying I you was illegally. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Interesting. Also, agree. I'm not, yeah, no, 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 again. I'm not disagreeing on any, any of these points. Mate, we're just here to explore. Yeah. So, yeah, you got a joke? You got any jokes? Um, what was the one I told you? That's not, uh, sure. Um, this is one in honor today. We. Norm Macdonald died. Ah, uh, yes. Big bummer. I fucking love his com- comedy. And mm. I, I, like, I sort of got onto it relatively late, probably really only in the last five yeah. years I've really I think started enjoying his, he his made, work. He's very well respected in the US. Like other comedians in the US, I think he's one of the best comedians around. Yeah. And I just don't think he was, we got much expo- as much exposure to him in Australia as the US did. And also, because he was like, you put him on with like Conan or David Letterman or anything like that. And he just slayed him. And yeah. the crowd wouldn't have found it that funny, but because he was breaking down the constructs of the of the chat show in itself, like it would make Conan and Letterman and you know any yeah. of those talk show hosts like like look at Letterman particularly as being like one one of those really staunch comedians that'd be like 
yeah, fuck, you're not that funny, but you stick, <laughs> bring, like, Norm MacDonald comes in and just tells nonsensical jokes, doesn't give a shit. Yeah. And he's like, this is your show. I don't give a, f-. like, yeah. I'm just going to say what I say. If they get it, fine. If they don't, even better. Because, like, I like the no laugh. Yeah. And this is your show. So, like, what do I care? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he died today, which is a shame. But um, he has one where it says, um, I hear that if you want something in a partner, um, you should try and project it as much as you can and put it out into the universe, um, which seems to be true. But boy, oh boy, have I been sucking a lot of dick lately. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... There you go. That's a straight good joke for you, mate. Yeah. It's a very, very uh, solid, tight, straight joke. But uh, what do you get when you cross a Jehovah's Witness and a bikey? I don't know. Someone who knocks on your door and tells you to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. I read that in a joke book, uh, I reckon, 12 years ago. Uh, to, <laughs> be, good. to be fair, my cousin read it and said it to me, and then I had to ask what a Jehovah's Witness was. <laughs> so, yeah, but still, once you got it, you got it. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. And I'm like, yeah, th- that is good. Oh, I hate those people coming to my door. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I had a biker to answer for me. <laughs> yeah. From time and, to time. And I can't remember what the second one was, but like, bikey is... Like someone who universally is regarded as someone gruff and aggressive. So that's like what I inserted instead of what the actual joke said. But I think it works just as well. You wrote that? Yeah, that was good. Well, no, I wrote, I just put You've in adapted. bikey. I just tried, to, had to think of someone who like that would make the joke make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where do you think the the worst place to hear jokes is? Where it's just like, because in my mind, I think the worst jokes that are ever told mm-hmm. are Christmas cracker jokes. Oh, yeah, but they're intentionally bad, right? Yeah, but it still doesn't, like, it's just, people, like, again, I feel like around the Christmas table, people don't really get that it's like, oh, this is just supposed to be dumb. Yeah. Um, That's my sister, by the way, just making noise. Hi, Georgia. (laughs) She's officially on the podcast. There it is. (laughs) Let's talk about her intimate personal (laughs) details. Yeah, yeah. So going through the top drawer here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, we're doing this uh, episode from Dan Morgani's childhood home. Yeah, it's so good it's, to be back. Yeah, so here we What's are. What's the address again? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's located on in Victoria on the street. Yeah, street. Um, yeah, but they've done a lot of work to it since I've been gone. They put in timber floors and got new carpet, new furniture. Well, since the kids moved out, it's like fuck. Let's go. Yeah, it's like we suddenly have all this money. Um, yeah, sling it my way. <laughs> Some good memories in this. Don't cut me off. In these doors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the mum's uh, had an operation on her foot, so I had to pick her up from the hospital. And We yeah. spoke about that last episode. She looks good. Yeah. She looks like her foot works. Well, yeah. Still on a cast. We'll still see in a couple of weeks. Still on a moon boot, but yeah. I think exa- everything will be Not exactly fine. running about, but hmm. when did she need to? Uh, also, I was going to say before, uh, the pranks. So here's one. Oh, I, yeah, go on. I've... Uh, heard of, never seen personally, but um, it's like you do when your mate's drunk. You know, when you f- fuck with your mates when they're yeah. drunk or whatever. So when one of your mates passes out, you um, douse them in water. So you like soak them. Sure. Then get petrol and rub it under their nose. So like a lot of petrol under their <laughs> nose. So they smell <laughs> petrol. So they smell petrol. And you wake them up and you start. Uh, flicking lit matches at them, going, you're covered in petrol, guy. You better not let any of these touch you. And they freak out. Have you ever done that? No, no. I'm just saying it's like a concept that I've heard of as a prank. I'm like, that is 
insanely brutal. See, and it and it is, and I think the ones like that. But I think I've done a variation of that. In what way? That like I've been driving the car and someone's fallen asleep in the back seat, and then I've just like tap like tap the brakes, screamed and honked my horn like as we're on a high like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, there's no yeah, one around. Yeah, yeah, to wake them up and just be like fuck. <laughs> yeah. I've actually got photos of several fan- friends that I've filmed and taken the this, this screenshot of. Yeah, shout good. out Jace Gardner, shout out Steve McCourt. <laughs> yeah. And in essence, the same thing. Yeah. Just laughing at someone thinking they're about to die is really not okay. And I don't know why I thought the car one was funnier. That like I feel, I feel like there's just a lot more preemptive thought. Well, after the prank, after the prank's done, it's like it's instantaneous, so it's over. But like you could keep that going for as long because they're they're drunk and disoriented. They don't know the difference between the water and the petrol because they and smell I think petrol. Just flicking matches at someone yeah. is so scary, it's so aggressive. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I think the momentary like fear, what? it's it's very moment. You could keep that matches thing going on. You could chase them around the house, <laughs> you could chase them down the street. You could keep that going on for ages. Oh god. Yeah. Think- okay. There, there's certainly a difference. Yeah. Um. And also like dying in a car crash, plausible. Like immolation <laughs> <laughs> uh, at your friend's house because you were drinking with them, like m- much more terrifying. Totally, yeah. Um, so yeah, and I can never do it. Like I think that, that just there's people that are just too cruel, you know. Yeah. Like like I'm I'm dumb and will under like won't think enough about how my actions affect others, mm. like the car prank, but would never put in enough thought to like drench someone get petrol <laughs> to start with and do something like that too many moving pieces and i have to think about it too long yeah. and then it, like i would just because i remember i even did like a just a quick quick jump scare of a workmate like we would we'd finish work we were locking up it was like late at night i like locked up the back door she locked up the front and i came around the front and she was locking the door and unthinkingly like just went oh here's a girl <laughs> <laughs> and she fucking f- like and rightfully so flipped out and tur- and it wasn't just like a oh oh you scared me but turned around and was like oh, like trying to piece shit together and thinking that she was being attacked and i was like oh, <laughs> oh no. i'm gonna stop scaring people because <laughs> i've just made someone like go to the darkest spot and it was horrible I, like i had like immediately was like trying to apologize profusely, but also step away as far as I can and be like, yo, 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 fuck, it's me. And like, as soon as she knew it was me, it was fine. But I was still like, oh, fuck, I'm going to be like five steps back from you because that was really invasive and really not fucking okay. Yeah. And scared, like made you think something really horrible. And it was just me being, again, yeah. naive, dumb dude that's happy to walk around and cl- shut the place at night and not yeah. think that how fucking terrifying that would be. Mm. That's, so I had that's, to check um, myself on that. That's like, I I often end up following girls home after getting off the tram. Stop. Like the what? first the first few steps. Oh, like, So you mean walking the same way home or something? Yeah, not, fo- not like... <laughs> the way you said <laughs> it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sometimes I just end up following so girls. So when they get inside and lock the door, it's like, what'd you do that for? I wanted Boo. to come in. No. Um, so I like, we end up walking the same way, but yeah. me in step behind them. Yeah, yeah. And like, they're always like turning around like... and. For, Naturally, for ages, I yeah. just like, like, why are they? What are they worried about? Yeah. And like, uh, just not thinking that. Oh yeah, that like a man would attack them. Yeah. So I started crossing roads. Like if I was yep. following them, I'm just like, uh, I'm just going to cross the road so there's no like mm-hmm. they don't have to worry that I'm behind them. Um, and one time, like this, I was 
like behind this woman. She turned around, saw me, like picked up her pace a little bit. So I'm like, all right. So I started crossing the road. And then and you look, she, you look be- suspect for crossing the road. Well, she, before turning to like look at again, just started crossing the road. So uh. now we're both in the middle of the road and she turns around and sees me in the middle of the road with her. I'm like, I started crossing before you. Like, don't <laughs> no, make but, me feel no, bad. No, but this is also the hard thing. It's like, I've often thought about this. Because like I work in a bar and I finish like late at night and I walk home. It's and it's only like a six minute walk to be honest, six to ten minutes. But it's it's through like a pretty high traffic area, pretty high foot traffic area of of the suburb. Um, and to be walking past, it, like to be walking behind someone and think, right, I gotta like, I, what distance is okay, or can I pass them quick enough to sort of make them feel more comfortable, or do I cross the road? But if they see me cross the road and still walking the same direction, is it looks like that even looks suspect in its own way? Like to, to try and find the balance of being like, I'm trying to be non-threatening mm. and I promise I'm just, I'm just trying to go home and not trying to like make this. Oh, I'm t- sorry. T- knock, knock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and trying to be like, I'm not a threat. It's like, you're a fucking threat if you say that shit. I know you are. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, this guy's trying to hide too much shit. Yeah. It's like really difficult to find the, the, the right balance. And often sometimes I think like if I do find myself where it, where it goes like, oh, fuck, we've been walking the same direction for a little bit too long. I'll just fucking stop. And like, because I smoke, I'll just like stop on the side of the road and have a cigarette. Mm. Like at least it's like, we're not moving in the same direction. Like I'm not overthinking it. I hope they're not not over aware of my presence moving like in the same direction as them. So yeah. I'll just like fucking stop and have a cigarette somewhere. Why do you stop at the alleyway? Is he gonna cut me off? <laughs> no, see, like the whole thing, man. I was yeah. like, well, fuck. But I think it's just the best way. It was like, right, I'll fucking stop, or even turn around and walk for five minutes and have a cigarette. And, yeah, and just I like think- they didn't. I nearly said. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly said let them get away, but what I, what I meant was let them put space between yeah themselves and yourself. Let them escape your grasp. <laughs> Gross. Give them the confidence to think that they could run if they needed to. Just be out of my space, like because yeah. I hate it, man. It's, it's 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 yeah, it's not nice for anybody. I, yeah, I just hate Worse that, for them, that there are, there's enough people out there to make her feel scared enough that that's something that's totally. possible because of that. I want to get home as quickly as possible, and yeah. you are getting in my way. Yeah. Like your your fear of me. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Morgani, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> yeah. the feminist, the consummate empath, empath. Yeah. empath and feminist. Yeah. Well, like I said, I don't do well connecting with people. No, I know you don't. But oh, hey, yeah. Since you've said that, I'm trying like, to make it work. Yeah, I really don't. I'm like, that's okay. I'm, yeah, I've been uh, thinking about that. And Although, way, I mean, we, I mean, we connect. Yeah. I think it's taken a lot of practice. <laughs> the thing is that, like, the people that I connect with, I really connect with people. And then there's like everyone else, I'm just like uninterested in. Yeah. Like, do, do I have anything with this person? No, move on. I like, yeah. I don't. Just as if you get jokes and like you yeah. can you can banter a bit, I'm like, I'm all in. And honestly, that's, that's all I'm interested in in life is um, making jokes. Like, in the office, like, the, I got a new job, full time job, working in events, which is like, I do the, I do the work. I, Try to do it as best as I can, um, but everyone in my office very good sense of humor. So yeah. we everyone gets along. I enjoy like hearing what other people have to say. And I enjoy making everyone else laugh as well. Do you, do you hang out with any of your workmates outside of work? Uh, not well. We kind of been in lockdown and all that kind Haven't of stuff. Haven't been invited. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> I didn't think of that. But <laughs> <laughs> no, we were trying to set up uh, work drinks, but events kept getting in the way. Obviously, we work in events, but and also. Yeah, lockdowns just kept um, getting in the way. Yeah. But I would like I would uh, I would like to. Have, 
often after work we'll have a beer. Um, if yeah. The, if um, there's some around or we we go have a beer. But I think it's one of those ones anyway. Like even with my workmates, like I think we we do hang out out of work every like every now and then. But when you, when we're actually working all together, it's probably rarer than I think it is because it's like well you, we see each other every day. If you have a knockoff, you have a knockoff together. And it kind of covers the basis for being like, oh, we'll do things mm. outside of work. It's like, I see fucking enough of you, to be honest. Yeah. And, and like, I'm sure that's the same thing. It's like, like oh. I'd love to hang out with all my work. Like, like honestly, I, I'm really quite lucky with the people that I work with. Mm. But it's still like, oh, we see each other all the fucking time. Mm. But then it's the difference. Like, who you are when you're on shift, who you are as soon as like there's a beer in your hand and you've clocked off. It's like, oh, now we can actually sit and talk. Yeah. And then... You know, going on an excursion or doing something fun. It's like, oh, yeah, we're, this is actually not, this is better than just being like, we work together. We could be friends. Like, yeah. like, we enjoy doing things together. This is nice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I like, I think, yeah, the, but the, the point of, I've seen enough of you is t- totally valid. Like, yeah. the, uh, it's good to have a good working relationship with people. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it's done, like, I want to go home and, not yeah. talk to anyone well basically. and also you would sometimes see more of your workmates than you do of your partner yeah or your family yeah it's like it, that's you, depressing it's the truth mm. like outside of sleep and those moments pardon me pardon you after you finish working before you start that's the time you, st- you spend with your partner and the time before you start is like get up yeah. let's go I'm not doing shit in the mornings I am taking as little time from bed to uh, bed to desk, car and go on. Bed, yeah. bed to desk as possible. So well, you're working at home right now, so that, <laughs> yeah. that must be pretty streamlined. Oh, it is. <laughs> I'm like on eight fifty. I've got uh, I've, oh, I've got a morning meeting at nine thirty every morning. So uh, the kettle's flicked and uh, I'm putting on clothes. You can use your imagination how long that takes me and how long it takes me to turn the computer on. I would say if I was at home, I could be done with that in fifteen minutes. Uh, I've certainly left it till like three minutes before. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, just get up, get up. Also, no. but also Zoom meeting, top half only. Yeah. Well, it is, has been cold. And I imagine Koji was up before you and the kettle would be done. So you're yeah. just like ready to go. It is. You are quite astute. Yeah. yeah. See, I need a shower though. Yeah. Like, I, like, I, like I, I could be showered, dressed, have a coffee in 15 minutes flat and be ready for the Zoom call. I just try to have a shower in 24 hour period. So if like I showered in the afternoon... Yeah, it's like oh well, I'll just shower this afternoon. Yeah, I just I like having them. Uh, some, I think I probably we're not start. talking about grooming this week again, but no, no. More, I like sometimes if like ideally morning and night, like morning to just like wake me up, mm. but like the night one is to clean, like make me clean before I get in bed, mm. and then it also helps me relax. But yes, um, all right. Well, any parting jokes? No, have you got? Uh, well, go on you first. I'll see if I can think of. I one. don't know. That's why I was asking. Oh, you. Okay, how, how, what, what time are we at? Uh, Forty-three minutes. Oh, should I give you one of the drawn-out, long-winded? Ah, uh, may as well. Go for it. Go for it. Have you heard about the one that goes about the moth that goes into the podiatrist office? No. Okay, so uh, this moth flies into the podiatrist office and goes, "Oh, hey, doc." The doc goes, "Oh, hey, moth. How you doing?" He's like, "Yeah, not so good." Um, look, I, I don't know. It's just been like a really tough a really tough time this sort of last year and like even think about the last two years like we've all been going through lockdown and and things have been incredibly difficult for me you know like i i've, I've, I've lost any sense of purpose 
I don't know what to do with my days. I've, like I, I'm losing any motivation to get out of bed in the morning. Like I roll over and I see this woman who I once loved and just don't recognize that we don't touch each other while we sleep. We don't hold each other. We barely fuck ever. Like we let alone make love. We don't do any of this anymore. And I, I miss it. You know, I've, I've been ill. I've been harming myself with, with drinking too much and, 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 and eating poorly. And like, I, I get no joy out of the things that I used to get joy out of that. Like, I'm losing sense of who I am. And, you know, even my daughter, who was one of like the lights of my life, she's, she's, she's now gone. She's moved on and she, she has a family of her own. And, and I feel like whatever purpose I had for her, which was my purpose in life, to be honest, I've, I've lost. She doesn't need her father's love anymore. I feel like a burden to her, you know, I, I catch myself in the mirror and I just think you fucking coward. Like you <laughs> laying it on a bit thick, <laughs> you weak coward. Why don't you just take that Smith and Wesson that I keep loaded by my bed and just, and just do it. But I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm even too cowardly for that. I do, I do, I'm just lost, Doc. And the doctor says, "Whoa, Moth, it sounds like sounds like you got some pretty dark stuff going on here, mate. But uh, it really sounds like you should see a psychologist. I'm a podiatrist. Why'd you come in here?" I was like, "Oh, well, the light was on." <laughs> <laughs> Good night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that uh, halfway through, you turn out. It's like. Oh, he has told me this before. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. I knew it. That's why I tried to put more butter on it for you, you know? A little more butter, a little more yeah. salt. All right. That's it for tonight. Uh, thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> thanks and sorry this episode. Uh, it's time for you to get back to work.